Million Dollar Sundays are here to stay. Playing a $1 million tournament is now a regular thing with the Million Dollar Sundays. Coming on Sunday, August 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're hosting a $1 million guaranteed No Limit Texas Hold'em Tournament, where the winner walks away with $200,000. This is our third million dollar tourney with more lined up in the future. You're going to love the Million Dollar Sundays Tournament with daily free rolls to win your seat for free, tons of satellites to qualify for a fraction of the cost, and free bank wires for the top nine finishers. Don't miss your chance to win part of the $1 million guaranteed. Qualify today for the Million Dollar Sundays Poker Tournament. AmericasCardRoom.com Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 49 on the OneOuter.com podcast. Sponsored by AmericasCardRoom.com If you want 27% rate back, then just head over to OneOuter.com, click on one of the adverts for AmericasCardRoom.com and that's sign up for your account. It's all you need to do. No need for promo codes, special links, anything like that. And this episode and all other episodes are available on iTunes and on the OneOuter.com podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. He's getting ready to leave for Las Vegas. Alex, our hero assassinato. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you confident? Are you? What's happening? What's your plan? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm confident. And uh, it's funny when you say you're a hero. Uh, like, to me, it's like, man, the most average guy became a professional poker player. But maybe that is, like, something y'all can learn from. Because, like, I certainly did not come in with the talent. So I was like, I don't know. It's weird. Somebody said hero. I was like, ah, I got scared. <laughs> I was like, that's not me, man. Don't look up to me. You're going to start doing stupid stuff. You're going to start picking out your hair with your OCD or whatever it is. Not that I do that. <laughs> no, I do do that sometimes. Yep. Anyway, retraction. Heard you saw it follows. So what are you? Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I heard you saw the movie It Follows. Oh, I thought you said something else there. Oh, completely. my bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I watched it. You recommend... It was all okay for a modern horror film. Was you... In terms of it was a bit different and stuff. But I thought it was just a bit... The ending was a bit... Eh, and it was trying to be like a... I don't know how if I read it completely wrong, but like it was a sort of hidden meaning-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to... Well, I don't know if you can spoil it. Yeah, anything, it's... But... Uh, I mean, like... Spoilers, if you want to see It Follows, me and Alex are going to talk about it before someone emails in like, oh, you've ruined that film. I mean, I mean like, we, don't, we don't have to give away spoilers. There's not like... <laughs> no, no, well, we can, like, we can just discuss, like, I thought, okay, so okay. don't listen to it now if you're interested. All right. I thought it was the whole thing was like a metaphor for, like, sexually transmitted diseases, which is <laughs> obvious. Something. No, no, it was. Uh, I think it is. But I, I think. I, I think it was like a legacy of like rape, uh, like. And then you start thinking of who those people are that she yeah, sees, and then like the. Remember at the ending when she they go who who is it, and she says like to her like I can't remember. It it, it was like I don't want to tell you. Uh, I think it was to her sister. It's like that was probably her father. You you see what I'm saying, and then like the 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 big guy on top of the house that was probably like her grandfather. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It was like it, it it was a pretty like 
it, it's I, I hope people didn't listen to this because like when you like you're watching and you're like obviously it's like for sexually transmitted disease or something right but yeah. like if you think about it a bit more and like when you finally figure out like what they meant in those it's the most like blah, like like oh, yeah. story ugh, moment i was like and certainly that wasn't pleasant but at the same time i was like man that was clever like that yeah. was i you know it, it was but I think like it's one of those things. Wow, that's a, that's a different film. Yeah, it's a know? different movie now. now it's, I didn't even think that. Now it's like know? super creepy, right? Like now it's like yeah. now it's like vile. It's like really vile. And like the thing I like about it is it's vile and it's not like gory. They have like the one shock horror moment at the beginning, and then like that's it. They never do it again. You notice that? There's yeah. never another bloody moment. Like Jurassic World is bloodier than this movie. And yet yeah. it's still like, it is like a violent movie, like just mentally, it is jarring. And like, I love the sense, man. What'd you think? What'd you think of the soundtrack? Yeah, that was, that was good. That oh was, man, that did you listen to it? Did you listen to it on surround sound? No, I didn't oh, like that. It, sound it, like it'll that. shatter your house. Like, it will, like, <laughs> it, like, everything will vibrate when the bass hits. Like, it's... Just, yeah, when you say that, like, the way I was watching it, the whole thing is because, like, the thing walked slow. All right, for people that, you know, are still listening and whatever, it's like this thing, like, this entity almost is following people, and the way to, like, pass it on to another person is basically to have sex with them. Yeah. And uh, that's so it was it's kinda like hinted that it was a sexually transmitted disease. Like right. or a metaphor for it. So like this thing, no one else sees it. You see it walking towards you. It can only walk slowly. And then if it gets you, it kills you and it kills everyone else in the person that gave you it, isn't it? It's like the yeah. chain sort of Yeah, and it goes back so it goes back that, through. That's yeah. why yeah, it goes back right through. So that's why I thought Right, okay, it's a metaphor for sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. It's slow. No matter what you do, even when you're sleeping, it's walking towards you. It's going to get you eventually. You know, even though it's going slowly, yeah. it will eventually get you. And it affects everybody, you know, throughout the chain at different points and in different ways or whatever. But what you're saying, like, rape, I mean, that's brutal. A rape like, legacy. Yeah, leg well, and you legacy of, like, the people are then going to go on and rape someone else. And, exactly. And it, yeah, it's, it's like. The creepy thing is, it's pretty real because you don't meet many. Well, and not that I meet many child molesters in my business, but you don't read about many child molesters who had awesome childhoods. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh what happened to you? Well, I got diddled at 10. Oh, story checks out. And yeah. uh, it, it's like, when you think. Actually, I don't even think we gave away a spoiler. Like, I mean, I think if you look at the movie with that framework, it's just way more insidious. And, yeah. like, uh, the first, like, scene, like, in the theater, that famous theater in Detroit, don't give away the reveal on that. But, like, yeah. wasn't that, like, really creepy? Like, to yeah. see the guy's reaction? Like, and that was, like, I just love the subtlety. And I was expecting, like, oh, you can pass it on from sex. I was like, this is going to be retarded. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is just going to turn into like teenage BS Twilight Fest. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it never takes that route. It never does. It in a weird way, it was like a classy, cheesy horror movie. I was like really impressed by that. Is it, it, it was, you know, and I like I watch a lot of horror. Like I just saw I think it was Insidious. I think I just used the word. It's probably the third one. No, was it Insidious? Or what was the 
It was the one with... Uh, and Furious 3's out just now. Then that's I've not, not seen it. it. I've seen the first two. Ethan Hawke. Uh, ah, Sinister. 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 God, they, they need to change the names up a bit. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, that that movie, like, had all the components and, like... it. Is, and, is that the one when they're hanging from the trees at the start? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie has a ton of creepy moments, but it just doesn't come together, like, at all. And at the end of the movie, I was like, I'm pissed. Because, like, Ethan Hawke can do amazing B-movies. He can't do a good movie, but that guy can do B-movies, like, really well, right? And I was like, yeah. God, that was so close to being, like, amazing. But, like, I felt like It Follows, like, took, like... You know, there's a lot of people who are going to be like, I don't like it because it was like, you know, it's cheesy. I was like, dude, it's supposed to be cheesy 80s horror. This is supposed to remind you of Phantasm and stuff like that, you know? And yeah. like, it, it, I, I don't know. I was, I thought there was enough, like, it, I, especially just being American, like the, how you can't like pin down the time period or the area and like the broken, it's like broken down Detroit. But they still, yeah. like, go into these, like, nice suburbs. And it, like, it really reflected to me, like, if you grew up in America over the last 20 years, like, when you were a kid, like, America was awesome. Like, we had money. Everything was great. And it was, like, you could still walk around, like, in the, you know, in the neighborhood. Well, I, I always joke. I always joke. I always think. Like, I always thought about writing, like, a post or, like, an open letter. Like, what happened to America? Like, yeah. when I was a kid in Scotland, I'd never, you know, I'd never been to America but I'd seen it, you know, through, like, Ghostbusters, whatever, Hollywood, oh, yeah, you know, short circuit. And, like, friends going to Disney World tell me about it. And it just seemed a magical place, like, wow, America, you know, dollars just sounded like more than anything, you know, and, like, wow, a million dollars, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And America was this place, like, almost a fantasy land of just, like, anything was possible. You could go there. And like as you get older and you've been to America and you look at the state of the country and now what goes on in parts of it, oh, you sort of go like, holy shit, you know? It's and you like, know that stuff probably always went on. It's just like the, yeah, the yeah, suburbs were like, when I was a kid, it was like, hey, mom, we're going to go play in the woods. And like nobody thought like somebody's going to grab you. Like, in, yeah. like, if you got lost and, like, okay, you walked up the river and you came up to a neighbor's house, it'd be like, hey, can we walk through? Yeah, do you guys want water? And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, cool. It was just like that. It was cool. And now it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure if I walked into somebody's backyard, I'd probably get shot dead in the yeah. United States now, you know? And it, it was like watching that movie, and I was like, the whole, like, theme is, like, losing innocence, right? And, like, watching, like, the them going from, like, a decent America to, like, soiled. Like, in the beginning, it was in that decadent theater and, like, the suburbs are very nice, and it's very 1970s. And then eventually it, like, drags it out to, like, these broken-down, dilapidated buildings in Detroit. It really felt like watching, like, America, like, just get destroyed again. And, like, just being American watching that movie was like, Jesus, this is good. Like, I was just like yeah. – it was like, obviously, that connotation is, I think, something I'm forcing upon the material. But, like, for me, it was, like – it was pretty wild. It's, yeah, definitely check it out. Def yeah, see it. I, I've overhyped the crap out of this. This movie no, sucks. No, Don't see, see it. See it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's always what happens. Yeah. But yeah, it follows. Uh, watch it, download it, or buy it from somewhere, whatever. Watch it. Movie uh, you got you got to check. you got to check out The Jinx, Alex. I can't remember the if Jinx? I told you that. That was a good yeah, one. It, 
HBO like documentary. Oh, Six I heard part this. What what did, um, what did I do? I killed them all. Was that that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. Well, I read all know. about it. Now I figure, yeah. like, man, that's such a. I, I, why would that guy do a documentary? Like, it's just, you got to watch it because the guy is so fascinating and dark, but in the same time charismatic and captivating. Oh, it's it's good. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Uh, I've got. I got to check it out. I don't want. I got to watch more TV. Can you guys? By the way, can you guys hear Attack Hammer? And uh, I don't know what it is. Like I start doing these, I start doing these podcasts, and everybody's like, "I must make as much noise as humanly effing possible." And it's like, "Can you hear a tack hammer in the background?" I, I heard a little bang a minute ago when you okay, said that's it, like a bang, bang, bang. It's not, it's not bad, you know. Okay, good. You gotta lay down the law there. You gotta like. You know, you're the king of the castle. You yeah, I kind of stole the reins a bit. Yeah, it, it's uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you know that women kind of run the show here in Costa Rica, and like, like my wife is the one with the medical degree and uh, you know her own business and stuff like that. So when they look at this house, they don't think the guy who's always like. Uh, schlepping around in his like oversized basketball tees <laughs> is like really the guy like paying the bills here. So I'm always like, I'm on the phone. They're like, what are you on a Starcraft podcast or what do you do? You know, like, and it's not my wife's fault. It's just like nobody in like the people aren't being mean. They just think like you and I are talking about like uh, Minecraft or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, what does he work on? He works on Twitch. Isn't that that site where people stream video games? oh my god, all Alex does is play video games all day, and it's like, I'm not going to correct them and go, I have this much money, please come rob me, you know, yeah. but like, it's uh, it's different. Anyway, we were talking about Vegas before I interrupted Yeah, people. Vegas, Vegas, so let, let's take us through for people The other that horror going. show. Anyway, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> for, for people that aren't going, what are you doing like now, you know, you're away in a few days, What what's your preparations, plans, and like, how do you go with it? Is there still part of you that's like, I think we talked about it before, but like, is there still part of you that's like, all right, you know, this this, this could be the one, or are you just numb to it now? And... Uh, you know, I've, I, I've been enjoying Vegas a lot more lately. Uh, I, I, I've been enjoying, like, traveling a lot more lately. I've really, I mean, just as far as life goes, I've been enjoying life, like, a lot more. But, like, there is some, like, magic to being on the road. And, like, I, t I talk very disparagingly about a lot of different casinos in Vegas, but I really do enjoy Vegas now. Like, especially with my wife, it's really fun because her and I just, like, go to shows and stuff like that. Like, we saw The Phantom of the Opera. We saw Penn & Teller. We saw Chevelle, this, like, really crappy, like, and not crappy, but, like, a very, like, very, like, early 2000s rock band. We saw at the Hard Rock, and it was just, like, you know, it's a lot of fun, and there's, like, the pinball arcade, and then there's, like, you know, go go fire machine guns. You can do that stuff as well. And then, uh, you know, I like going to Vegas. Uh, I'm not going to be playing nearly as much. Uh, last PCA, I played, like, every single day. I mean, I still made it out to the town. I still went to the water park. I still swam in the ocean. I try to do that, like, every morning I'm out there. But uh, I also... Uh, uh, the last time I was in Vegas, I played a lot, and I think this time, like, I went ahead and made the schedule. I'm going to play some big tournaments, and, I, you know, I'm putting up a lot of money, but, you know, uh, the Bellagio 10K, the Venetian 5Ks, and uh, the main event, you know, those are pretty much the big ones, but, so I'm going to try to, like, take time off, 
like between the events so I can be sure to just be well rested. Also, another thing I'm really working on this time is my diet. I'm uh, usually I, I just go to Vegas and I'm like, I'm missing American food. Right. And I'm like, God, I want some in and out burger. Right. Or something like that. This time, I think I'm going to, you know, lots of greens, lots of chicken, lots of drinking water. You know what I mean? Like uh, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, at first, the first four days, you're like crazy. That in out, that in out burger was amazing. It's though. incredible, man. Oh, my God. I got, a taxi, I got a taxi to it and went through the <laughs> <I> drive <laughs> And then, like, back to the – where was I? I was hard as I was staying. And back there and then ate it, like, in my room. There was, you know, uh, there was one time – I can't. Oh, man, what was I doing? I think, okay, excuse this story, but, like, I I was going out to the middle of nowhere in Las Vegas, outside of Las Vegas, to buy drugs, and I picked up a taxi, and I was hungry, so I was like, take me through the Del Taco, and I woke up in the taxi at my destination, drooling all over the drugs in the Del Taco, and I was like, I think this might be the lowest moment of my life. Like, this might be it. Like, I remember thinking that, you know what I mean? I was like, because I was so zoned out, like, that was, I, I wasn't even staying awake most of the time to, like, give you an idea of how bad it was. Like, I'm, so it's like, it's good to feel so good now and sober and like, it's amazing, you know, praise be to Christ Jesus. And, uh, yeah, you know, Vegas, uh, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to try to eat healthy. I'm going to try to hang out. I'm going to try to see a bunch of shows, uh, try to like meet up with you guys like one day and then, you know, yeah, you know, hang out. It's kind of like they're, I know I'm there to work, but it's kind of like my vacation away from assassinato coaching. So it's like, I love like my work with my students, but it's very intense. It's like, because like, if I'm not ahead of them, I can't teach them anything and my business is gone. So like every day I have to be like finding new stuff they can use, you know what I mean? So it's a very, when I'm just in Vegas, you know what I mean? I gotta, I'm just going to chill, you know what I mean? And I, I like just reading and you know, hanging out and like, I mean, there's something to be said about American cafes and it's also like, it's just nice to speak English again because I'm always, you know what I mean? Like if I'm speaking English in my job, it's usually to someone who uses it as their second language. So like, if you think I'm being overly verbose in these podcasts, it's just because I'm like a kid with a new toy. I just want to use these words. I'm always thinking, but I can't communicate in my profession. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. I got to I got to see that Pinball Hall of Fame. I always mean to go there, go to Old Las Vegas and get the 4.99 shrimp and steak and you know, yeah. go go play some pinball, but I always like I seem to miss out on it. I always want to like take a bus. Everybody's like, "Why would you take a bus?" I'm like, "Well, I don't want to pay some taxi to long haul me." You know what I'm saying? Like pay $30 yeah. to go from one part of Las Vegas to the other and have him like, oh, sweet. This part is chock full of traffic. I'm going to go there. I can't use Uber because like I would have to sign up for a cell plan while I'm there. And that that's going to override all the savings I would have had. So I, I don't know. Like, I guess I could. But yeah. anyway, you guys got that Uber thing yet in Scotland? Um, I, I... I don't know if it's in Scotland. I imagine it probably is. I mean, it was. I heard people in London using it, and London taxis were, you know, kicking up a big fuss. Yeah, uh, they were protesting. I love against it, it, I love it when like they that. boycott. Like, <laughs> like if yeah. there's any day people are going to learn how to use Uber, it's probably yeah. the day you stop working. Yeah. And, uh, 
I guess in China, there's more Uber drivers now than there are in the rest of the earth combined, like the rest of the countries on earth combined. Isn't that insane? Like yeah. the new th- I've never tried it. J- Jocka yelled at me the last time I was in because he saw me take a taxis are actually pretty cheap in Fort Lauderdale. I didn't mind it. And all the people were like really nice, like Haitian immigrants who they, it was cool. They were like teaching me Creole and French and stuff in the car. And every single one of them was super nice. But like Jocka was like, dude, you're a fish. You got <laughs> you could have paid seven dollars for that trip. You paid 13. Let me help you out, man. He shut I was like, man, I got to do this. Then I left for Costa Rica where I'm not going to order some random guy to come pick me up. That's not that's just not going to happen in Central America safely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, Vegas is good. Looking good forward yeah, so, to it. So so what you you know, you're playing the main event. You said you're playing the 10K Bellagio and Venetian Vice. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then uh, So are you going to keep people up to date on Facebook and so oh, yeah, still going sure. to be- yeah, yeah, it's so. gonna be fun, man. It's gonna and probably I'm not gonna play any of those tournaments because I'm making a deep run in the main. I won't have David Chu killing me softly this year, hopefully. But that be. By the way, I know every time I bring up this guy, I sound like a chick. But God, that guy is so good at poker. <laughs> like, there's so <laughs> few guys I've played with live that I've just went like this guy is like on another planet. Like that is David Chu. It's it was really cool because like. Even though he worked me, I like I never I was like I didn't know these guys existed anymore because like every time I go to play live I'm like oh this is some guy I looked up to growing growing up and it's like man this guy sucks <laughs> like, you know like if you just apply a basic well it was like when I was 19 I played Joe Hashem in Seoul and I was like dude this is the craziest thing this is the world champion and if you apply some very basic tournament strategies you can outplay him he's like I'm opening under he was opening under the gun 35% of the time. <laughs> I was like, I think this is exploitable. I'm not sure. I, I went to poker school on this day, but I think you can three bet this. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Vegas, Vegas. Yay. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm a, I'm a, I'm ready to get out of my office. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do a staycation before I go out there. So I'm trying to play lots of grand theft auto. I was thinking of bringing the PlayStation 4, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if there's a baggage that bag that's probably going to go missing, it's probably going to be the it's, one uh, that yeah. has the PlayStation 4 in it. Yeah, but, but like, damn, I want to... Man, I'm bit, I don't know. Do you play video games at all? I know you sell them, and you play some no, of the older I ones. Play, I play some older ones now and again when I'm at my brother's house. He's got this... Uh, the original Xbox. Ah, uh, yeah, the, but with all the games, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, the hard drive's got like 12,000 games on it, and it's all every NES game, every SNES game, every so N64, dope, yeah. Sega, Commodore, Master System, Neo Geo, you name it. Um, so we go down and we sometimes play like, I don't know, like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or stick something on so I, I was always going to get one of them and we play but again it's a time thing it's like yeah you how much I'll, time do you have and it's like, yeah to actually play the games and enjoy them what practical application does this have you know to say like yeah. i'm jumping my little italian yeah. <laughs> mushroom i'm moving my thumbs that's what yeah I'm exactly i'm moving uh by the way this is a uh, in our last episode, I quoted Adam Carolla, and I forgot to cite my sources, and it drives me nuts when people do that to me. So uh, I, 
It was, uh, it actually, it wasn't like Adam Carolla exactly, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, a su- I took a subject from his podcast because I thought it was so funny. And that video game one was something he said, too. So just for full disclosure, I mean, I just hate it when people take ideas as their own. You know what I mean? Like, I will never hear you say, well, this guy said that. What do you think of that? I'll, I will think, oh, that's really cool. You know, he's like, he's citing his sources. He's learning. He wants to hear a new opinion, right? But when they project, there's so many guys in poker who go like, you know, that's terrible, right? And it's like, I know they learned, they learned that from like some player and like they're, they don't even know why they think it's terrible before they proclaim I am terrible. They're just like quoting someone. I'm like, man, that is weird. Like that's a, so yeah, sorry. Just ah, talking, talking a million miles a minute here. Usually when reference I reference your sources, yeah, <laughs> cite your sources. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's cool. That way people can listen to more of it. You know what I mean? And Adam Carolla only has like 26 billion listeners. So, you know, we should help him out. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, if you guys like no BS, like, have you ever listened to this dude, Adam Carolla? No. All right. He's like, he's a very like no BS. He's has the most listened to podcast on earth. And he's a very like no BS kind of guy. This is, he's very fun to listen to. He hates, conservatives he hates liberals and he just the way he picks them apart is so funny barry like it's he's getting a little i think he's getting older and uh i guess you guys love this word in scotland and ireland he's becoming curmudgeonly but like he's becoming more right-wing but he's god he's funny dude he's really cool but yeah anyway talking about all the things i love play grand theft auto 5 also very good you should get you should get a new game system barry you'll be very happy the games you're playing right now remind you of your youth and you're feeling very sad because you don't feel the elation you used to feel you know what i'm saying so it's like but if you get one of these new like very shiny toys like man they're they're still pretty badass they're pretty cool man Right. Yeah, I suppose I could do it with a Blu-ray player as well. And PS4 is a Blu-ray. Yeah, as well, exactly, isn't it? dude. And like, I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and I was thinking of those conversations we had, like I, how we hate movies these days, like because oh. they're just all remakes and like crappy romantic comedies and stuff like that. And I was thinking, like, this is one of the best movies I've seen lately, because like it's it's a very creative format. There's like. Uh, there, there, there's the young African American gentleman from the hood, uh, to use the politically correct terminology. There's like the old Italian gangster, and then there's like the meth head nutcase from the country, and like there's stories intertwine, and there's like it's just hilarious social commentary, and it's also like a very engaging story. And I was like, why am I seeing this in a video game? Like, why can't, yeah. why can't I see a movie like this anymore? And like the game's just like fun to play. Then sleeping dogs, sleeping dogs is like Asian grand theft auto with like fighting in the streets. It's like, you guys got to check that out. But yeah, anyway, all right, enough geeking out. What else are we talking right, about? Today? I'm going to, I'm going to go and blow money on a PS4. Do it. Here we go. Do it. <laughs> you got the money. I, I like FIFA. I like uh, FIFA. Oh, man, yeah, you, know, you can play that dope. online and stuff. So. FIFA's dope. You can play against all these kids down here. I can't play FIFA worth a crap. I play the boxing game, but nobody wants to play it with me because, like, box, boxing is actually a very, like, solvable sport. Like, if you watch Floyd Mayweather, he has solved the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you just pick the guy with the reach and you jab and keep your distance and clinch, right? And like, no, everybody refuses to play Fight Night with me now because <laughs> they're just like, this is so boring. But like FIFA is... I remember uh, Ready to Rumble. I remember Ready to Rumble. Oh my God, the Dreamcast, right? 
Dreamcast. Yeah, it was Dreamcast. Dreamcast, ready to rumble. What was it? Afro Thunder. Yeah, the Afro, Afro guy. Thunder. Oh, yeah. yeah. My poor sister, she played that game for three hours one day. I didn't know this, right? She played it for three hours, and she thought she was just killing it, right? And then she challenged me to a game. And I was, like, doing something else and talking to somebody else, and I was, like, holding the control. And, like, I just destroyed her. And she, like, I think she was going to cry. I felt really horrible. I was like, no, no, let's play again. So then I was, like, trying to drop the game. But then she started, like, bragging. And then I got pissed. <laughs> and then we were like, but it was like, oh, man, I love that game. That was good say Then you got pissed and punched. Her, you know? <laughs> well, like, when we were kids, my mom, my, my sister used to just tag me, right? Like, she would... But, like, if I, like, shoved her away, my mom would be like, you can never hit a woman. And then she would, like, you know, uh, she wouldn't hit me, but she would pretty terrify me. And, like, so I just had it drilled into my head. Like, and I've had, you know, I've had significant others beat the crap out of me like, pretty bad. And, I'm, you know, it's like, it's like you know, and I, I still to this day just go, ah, like, I don't, like, I can't figure it out. Like, what am I supposed to do here? I can't talk you down and I can't do anything else. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I mean, they're zesty people, these uh the the countries I've lived in, like well, it was like, you even go to like, you even go to like South Korea, and it's like, you know what I mean? You think like Asians, you know what I mean? Like formal, like they are nuts, dude. And then you go to like Italy, and it's just like game over, dude. Like every, everybody is irate about everything, man. But all right, all right. I guess we should talk to the people, right? Yeah, let's let's do the questions. Okay, so first one is from Raymond, and he says, can you guys talk about how to build a stack in the early stages of tournaments. By the time the ante's come into play, I always find myself one of the shorter stacks. Not very much I'm one of the big stacks. Uh, I don't know if I'm playing too right, too tight in early stages, but I always thought this was correct strategy. Thank you. Really, really good uh, question. Actually, something we talk about a lot in my lessons and I haven't thought of. Uh, actually, I should just write an article about this because I haven't... That's the great thing about my job. Like, if I want to teach somebody something, I just write an article. And then the next time it comes up in the lesson, I send them the article. And they're like, wow, that dude really prepared for me. But I got paid for the article, too. <laughs> but, like, that's the cool thing with my lessons now. If you guys buy lessons now, I just send the webinars. Like, because a lot of those topics we get into and we can only talk for 20 minutes. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have a two-hour webinar on check raising, right? I mean, four-hour webinar on check raising. And then, like... This guy paid two hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's cool. I'll send him this eighty dollar freebie. It was like, and uh, anyhow, uh, early stages of MTTs. The big mistakes I see people make is first of all, big cards are not really worth much of anything. Big cards are draws to one pair. Unless you can get it heads up, which you'll have to do some creative bet sizing in order to do, uh, one pair is not really going to be sufficient to take down the pot by the Turner River in a three- or four-way pot. So the hands that become really valuable are like 6-4 suited, 5-7 suited, stuff I see people routinely folding, where if you could like, you know, if you can peel off there and like not go broke with a flush, like like if you think the guy's like not going to call you with like top pair on the river, if you shove a flush, you can just call the flush, right? If you, you know, you want to be looking for those like uh, barnstorming hands, those like hands that are going to break the big hands, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you want the suited one gappers and stuff like that. Um, 
a lot of times you've got to raise bigger to get a heads up when you do want to play heads up. So say you want to play that ace-queen off and a guy opens. You should 3-bet to a full 3x, or you should open to a full 3x, 4x when you open preflop, all right? And then uh, also you're, you're looking for, like, you're looking for the hands that, like, bust big hands in. If you're going to play a multi-wide pot, you want, like, the suited one-gappers, the suited connectors, or, like, the suited aces and stuff like that. If you're going to play a heads-up pot, you can take the big cards. But, like, if a guy opens to 60 in the hijack, and, like, you're in the cutoff with king-jack offsuit, and you're pretty sure if you open, like, at, when the blinds are 10-20, he opens to 60. If you're in the cutoff and you don't want to call 60 because you think it's going to get squeezed behind you or called a couple places... I, I, I'm not, I don't think that's bad. You know what I mean? I don't think that's like horrible. And if you fold like ace jack off under the gun, that's fine. And king queen off under the gun, fine. Uh, however, uh, there's a lot of people that I, I've noticed a new school of thought where it's like, don't call with the suited aces, right? This comes from the cash game world. Like if you're playing six max cash and you're regularly like flatting ace x suited, you're probably not going to make that much money because those people play so well post-flop and you're not really going to extract money, but that doesn't occur in MTTs. People like fly off the handle in MTTs when you make your hands a lot of the time. So those suited aces need to be played. Uh, And yeah, uh, I think uh, the other problem I see is like an attention deficit. Uh, A lot of people are just, they're playing too many tables to be, to be quite frank. And, uh, I was recently, like, filtering for, like, what I do pre-Annie and post-Annie, and I noticed I was doing pretty well pre-Annie. And I, I think I, that's really because I don't, like, I, I don't, like, play turbos, like, ever. I think, like, if you want to run a turbo session, I think that's fine. But it should just be turbos, and you should just be working on shove full. But if you're going to play reg speeds, I think you should just play reg speeds on, like, four different sites and just play, like, the two best tournaments from each one of those sites. Then you have eight tables, and you can focus really hard and, you know, you probably have some good screen uh, real estate for each one, and you can see everything really clearly, and I think that's why you keep those stats up. So, uh, yeah, you know, play less tables, focus more, try to inject information. Also watch cash game videos because uh, the beginning of tournaments are closer to cash games. So watch their, like, nine-handed – sorry, I went into my super feminine – yuppie Seattle accent there for a second when I was choking on my coffee. Maybe that's why we talk that way. And then, yeah, you're going to want to do this. And then... (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dude, they talk like... Well, it's like really weird. You'll be on one block in Seattle. Like where I moved to, it was like a super yuppie area. And everybody is like, are you going to get your coffee? And stuff like that. And you'll go like... You'll take the bus like 10 minutes to Beacon Hill. And like, it's going to be like this, you know? Like, all the people, right? Are they going to talk like a Mexican man? Like, even if they're white, which always, like, really catches me off guard. (laughs) Like, I'm like, huh? Like, where did I go? And, like, even, like, even, like, the Chinese in that area have, like, a really gruff accent. They're screaming at you in. And then, like, yeah, but you'll, like, uh, I I was going to say, you could, like, light up a blunt there and, like, nobody even notices. Where is it? Like, I, but I guess that's true everywhere in Seattle now. But, like, yeah, it used to be back in the day, like, we would be at, like, a bus stop, right? Like, weed's illegal in Seattle now. And, like, we'd be like, all right, man, like, you know, like that spliff, right? 
And then, like, you know, you get, like, two tokes of it. And it's like, if the police saw you, they would, like, literally tackle you and be like, how's it taste? And stuff like that. And now it's just, like, legal and people are doing it everywhere. And I'm like, what just happened? You know, it's like, but, yeah, anyhow, uh, I'm sure that's exactly the answer you wanted to your question. (laughs) Anyhow. (laughs) The other thing is, I suppose, early stages of tournaments, there's also a lot of value at that time. Like everybody's in oh, it, yeah, so that's, man. there's going to be more more oh, bad good players. Point. In it that time, yeah, so. sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but that really is a good point. Yeah, like you want to make sure you're paying attention because, like, the guy who's playing like thirty-five, twelve, he's probably going to be bust by the Annie level. You know what I mean? Not like the Annie level, but like a couple levels into the Annie. So you want to make sure yeah. you're really paying attention. Like when I go to these live tournaments, I see people like watching anime on their iPods for the first like four levels. I'm like, are you high? Like, I mean, like, to, it, 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 seriously, you know what I mean? Or like they're, you know, they're playing like uh, 50NL on like WSOP.com while they're playing a 1K. I'm like, well, you know, you, you keep grinding out that 120 an hour, kid, you know, <laughs> while you neglect the 1K. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, next question. Okay, so hope that's uh, helped you out, Raymond. Um, next question is from... Okay, this is another sort of strategy question. All right. Can you can you talk about value betting and thin value betting? What should I be considering? Great Thanks. question. That's an awesome question. Well, I mean, uh, I I think I get a lot of my value. Like, if you look at like uh, how much how many per hundred. Like, if you look at people who play cash games and are like legendary at like cash, they make like three big blinds per hundred. The guys of us who are, like, good in MTTs, we can get it up to five. And I don't think that's because we're better than the cash game players. I think a lot of the cash game players are, like, way better than the MTTers. I think, I think like, the cash game guys, like, could translate to MTTs way faster than a lot of the MTTers could translate their transfer their skills uh, to cash games. But I think the way we get that earn is uh, value betting really mercilessly. And... Uh, Every time you check back the best hand, you should be furious unless, like, it was really hard for you to uh, know it was the best hand. Like, if you have fourth pair or something, by all means, like, go ahead and check back. But I cannot tell you – and pot control was created by good players – excuse me, by great players to confuse good players. You want to be, like – when you nail three streets, you should really be proud of yourself. But – when you check back like top pair top kicker and get like two streets like don't congratulate yourself because you probably left money on the table and like i'm not talking about like you left a bet on the table you left the bet on the table the river bet would have been bigger than all the other bets you collected combined and you Mm. neglected to collect it so you should be uh, you know, just every time I find talking to myself is really helpful. It's like, what do I think is going to call here? Right. So it's like, uh, if I bet, you know, if I, if I'm going to check back the flop, I got to talk to myself, what, what cards are bad for me? What do I expect to barrel? Right. And, it, but I also got to ask if I bet here, what calls? And if I like end up listing half the deck is going to call me, it's probably a pretty bad check. And I don't see a lot. I see this happen all the time. Board comes ace, jack three, uh, like two diamonds, guy has ace-king, check, guy checks behind. And, like, his trainer, who obviously hates him, is like, ooh, good check, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like a diamond draw would have called you king, uh, ace-queen, ace-ten, ace-nine, ace-eight, ace-seven, ace-six, ace-five, ace-four, ace-three, or whatever, you know. 
And then uh, King Jack, Queen Jack, Jack 10, Jack 9 suited, Diamond draws some King Queens with the King of Diamonds or Queen of Diamonds. Half the deck was going to call you on this board. We're not even sure 10s or 9s are folding. And you check back, top pair, top kicker. Are you nuts? And this is the other thing. This is the cry of... The, this is the cry of mediocrity, and you should be very wary every time you hear this. Well, what will I do if he raises? Well, it's like, I don't know. And then if we extend this logic, you should never open preflop because what are you going to do if someone shoves 150 big blinds? You know, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this is a real possibility. If we're just going to be afraid of every possibility at the poker table, we probably should sit at home and, like, watch pay-per-view movies. And, uh, yeah, anyhow... I, I would just, you know, if the guy, if, you know, when people say, like, when I check raise here, if I get check raise here, I just wrote an article about this two weeks ago for Bluff. I don't know where it is. They're busy with some tournament series out in Vegas. I don't know what it is. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they, it, it's an entitlement thing. You know what I mean? I feel as if I deserve to win the pot because I hit top pair, top kicker reality you need to see reality on reality's terms if your top pair top kicker is not good you must fold if the guy what's the guy's check raising range on this board the ace jack three board okay ace jack two diamonds board is he check raising uh let's say that aces of diamonds right what is he could be check raising the jack x of diamonds he'll still have 44 percent equity in the pot uh he could be check-raising two pair, in which case you're dead. He could be check-raising a set, in which case you're dead. So at best, you're ahead by 8%. You need to fold. You know, I mean, most of the time, if we, uh, if we put all of these percentages together, you're behind. Now, you could call if you think it's very draw-intensive, but I doubt it is. So there's a lot of times people are like, what am I going to do if he check-raises? I'm like, is he ever bluffing you? No, then you fold. I don't, I don't know why this is so difficult. If that's why you don't get a value bet, if nine times out of ten you would have bet for value and gotten called, but you do not do that because one time out of ten you're going to bet the guy's going to check raise and you're going to feel very sad, your hand is no longer good, and then you fold, you are not fit to be a professional poker player. Now, that doesn't, if you do that, if you make a regular habit of that right now, that doesn't mean you can't become a professional poker player, but if you continue to have this habit, I don't think you have the stomach for this game. The name of the game is making money. People forget that. A lot of people play poker just to not look stupid. And they just do it to feel like a poker player. This is nauseating to me. One way you can feel like a poker player is showing down good hands. A lot of people just love the showdown. They love to go, oh, I trapped you. And I got a couple streets out of you and I got the best hand. I don't care if anybody ever sees my hand. Half the people I play poker with think I'm an annoying twerp anyway. I don't care. I'm out for the money. Go for the money. Get three streets. If they, a lot of people don't want to go for three streets because they also think they're going to bet the river and the guy's going to do a crying call with two pair and they're going to table top pair, top kicker. Oh, no, I don't look like – I can't tell everybody I'm a professional poker player anymore. What were you doing betting? You didn't have the best hand. And it was – you don't want to be that guy. You're trying to look at all the situations for what it is, what's going to happen the majority of the time. And it doesn't look that – you know, it, a lot of people just don't think it's like they, – they, they're really into like the guy shows down a weaker hand and then they show down a better hand. That like feels good to people. So subconsciously they seek that out. To me, that's not professional poker. Professional poker is a lot of time going for the thin river bet and not getting called. 
And if you don't value own yourself, which means like you accidentally bet the second best hand for value, if you don't do that, like ever, you're not value betting nearly enough. And you would be amazed. Like tournament poker players like on the river, like do not fold. Like I cannot tell you how many times I see like fifth pair call me because <laughs> you're polarized. You know, and, like, my polarized range is, like, three combinations of busted draws in, like, 87 pairs. But, you know, they're polarized, and, you know, I don't want to look stupid, and they're just Monopoly money anyway. So I'm just going to give it away here. So you're giving away a lot by not going for those river bets. That's really, like, what you're looking for. That's the golden snitch in the – that's the, the second podcast in the row I brought up Harry Potter. <laughs> brought up Harry Potter. But you know, I don't. I've not watched any Harry Potter. Have so you, I get very few references. You haven't. I'm, I met my friend in London um, a couple of months ago. I went down to see him, and he said, "I'll meet you at platform. What is it, nine or something?" <laughs> and I got the reference, even though I've never seen a Harry Potter film. I knew that, and it. At the train station in London, they have actually got a bit there, and you can get your picture taken like you're going oh, through the funny. wall and stuff like that. What? So I didn't meet him there, but I said to him, I said, I got the reference, but I've never seen a Harry Potter film ever. You, you, you and know he's they like, were... oh, you got to watch them, they're okay. And... <laughs> you, you know they were books first, right? Like, yeah, well, she was a Scottish, <laughs> Scottish woman. <laughs> oh, was, she, was she Scottish? Yeah, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. they tell us British in the States, which should make you feel real happy. I guess technically she's from the Edinburgh. She lived in Edinburgh when she wrote the books and stuff. She um, was like on benefits claiming like Job Seekers Allowance and stuff. Yeah, and that, that, that. That, drives me, that drives me nuts. Like growing up, like they told us, you know, that woman was on welfare and she had a single child and she would you know, they would kick her out of the cafes because she was so poor. And I was like, dang, man, that's crazy. And then I read an article. It was like, yeah, she didn't really feel like teaching for a year. So she took state benefits, which was $40,000 a year <laughs> and like wrote Harry Potter. I was like, wow, I wish I lived in a country that poor, you know, like <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know what I mean? I've had poker years. I haven't made 40,000, you know what I mean? I'm not even joking. And I, yeah, I, I, I don't... yeah. And it's like, yeah. And I was just like, you know, and it's fine if that's what she did. She used the system to her advantage, and then she made a crap ton of money, and I'm sure she paid a crap ton of taxes. You know what I mean? That's fine, but the whole, like, everybody has to run the 100-yard dash, it's not enough to win the race now. Everybody's got to do it with a sprained ankle. It's like, I was poor, man. Or, like, who's the other guy? I'm going to talk crap about everybody in your country now. Russell Brand. Was it, is oh, it Russell fuck, Brand? Yeah. Russell Brand, I do not buy for a second that guy was a drug addict. Not for a second. He never reaches for a word. Have you ever noticed that? Find yeah. me one drug addict who doesn't. You still, I have not done drugs for five years. How often do I lose my train of thought, Barry? And I uh, mean, I am on every nootropic there is. I have doctors working on me to get me efficient. Because, like, I have, like, the best of medical technology to bring me back from drugs way weaker than what he claims he uses. Yet this guy never for a second loses his train of thought. His skin is unblemished. He's just fine. I, I, it's BS. I doubt he was a drug addict. I would love to, like, if I ever got to talk to him one day, I'd love to quiz him. I would love to, like, hey, how do you cook this? Like, I'll bet you, I would bet you dollars to donuts that guy does not know. 
And it's just all this, like, nobody on the left can just be normal. Everybody's got to be Native American or they've got, they've got to be a recovering drug addict. And it's like, how about you just pay your bills and you're a good person? Why don't we, like, go for that? You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, I'm going to make this another political podcast as I punch through my <laughs> monitor. But yeah. Anyhow. Anywho. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go for this one. Um, where is it? From Michael. Uh, I badly need to set a routine for playing. I've been playing for a living for three years now, and I enjoy not having a routine, but I need to get some sort of structure going. I'm rolling out of bed whenever I feel, and usually just have something to eat, then grind. Then usually watch a movie, or sometimes venture out to my local casino. Any tips for for getting even just a little bit more structured? Sorry, but like, if at the end of my session, like, you were like, Alex, you need to go pick up this money at this casino, I'd be like, can we just go to Denny's or something? (laughs) Like, why do I have to go to the casino? Do I have to, is it like a prerequisite to receive my funds? I have to walk through the maze of slot machines? Like, (laughs) you don't sound like a professional. I'm going to be really frank with you. You sound like you really enjoy playing poker. And uh, can you hear me all right, Barry? Yeah, Hello, yeah, sorry, oh, you're I, muted. I, I, I muted you because I'm no, I, I was I was pasting this question out of the other one in a row because I'm going to ask the next right, one last right. if we got time. So just carry on. Now, it, it sounds like you okay. This this dude, you sound like you really like poker and that's cool. But like to play poker professionally, it's got to be a business. Now, it, if you're going out and hanging out at the casinos and all that, you have the passion. So. I, I was, but I was telling you, you don't sound like a professional poker player because if you do this professionally, y- you should be coming really close to getting sick of it a lot of the time, right? I think you're riding the wave because, like, it becomes a lot like going to med school when you do this professionally. You're just hitting the books like 10, 20 hours a week minimum. Now, a lot of my colleagues who do really well at like 500 NL and higher, like, hit the books. 50 hours a week. You know what I mean? Ape Styles and I have been studying since 2006, like 10, 20 hours a week. So I, I think if you're just like, it sounds like you just wake up, grind, hang out, watch a movie. And that's fun. I mean, that's all I did the first three years. And I, I hope you're having a good time. I hope you're making a lot of money. And it sounds like you want to make the first step, which is to make a routine. That's really good. Uh, I don't know what stakes you would play. If you play like mid stakes, which I think is what most of you guys play, so I'm going to go with that, uh, I, I would say like take Tuesday off because like Tuesday, if you play high stakes, you have to play Tuesday. But if you play mid stakes, I would take Tuesday off because uh, all the regs play on Tuesday and all the regs uh, take off Monday. Uh, so I would play on Monday. And I would like study on Tuesday. And like your study days, you should have like concept videos. And, like, just be watching concept videos from myself, Matthew, John, whoever. I guess other sites beside Card Runners, promo code Fremont, all capital letters, have videos, but I'm not going to say <laughs> them. Uh, but, like, uh, it, check out, like, theory videos on your days off. And then when you're playing, uh, I would, like, you know, I would start the day. I think you should exercise. I, I think one of the few reasons I'm still in this game, after apparently – if you listen to the last episode, apparently I've been running really well below expectation for a while. I think the only reason I stay positive is just running, you know what I mean? Running, lifting, even like just very basic free weights, you know, like I'm certainly not like 
buff by any means, but it's like, it just like releases stress. You know, even if it's like a 20, 30 minute routine, that's awesome. It can just be a walk, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then like watching like 20, 30 minutes of like a training video where the guy's like playing, the guy's like either playing or the guy's like reviewing a hand history. And then that, that's kind of like the warm up. And then you go in to play and then you're like, instead of the first like 20 minutes of you being foggy, you already got that out. Right. And then you play and you want to have like a set schedule of MTTs for each day that you're going to play. I'd really recommend you not play more than five days a week. Uh, I used to play 12 hours a day, six days a week. Eventually it takes a real toll on you. Uh, I would recommend like even like four days a week playing two days a week, like studying and then like one day a week, just like completely off. And then like one week, every like two months, I would spend like completely away from the game. And like, I don't just say this for my health. This is what like, uh, this is what I wish I could do, but I'm so busy with assassin coaching, but like taking those like weeks off is like pretty good. And then whenever you're feeling like really fatigued, you can uh, substitute one of those study days for a day off. But if you're doing it three weeks in a row, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. It, you're starting to become a little lazier. And you got to remember, like, you know, like me and a lot of guys still like study every single day. And we've already, you know, we, we already get to play the 10Ks and all that stuff. And we've bought our homes and crap. And we're still that hungry. So, like, if you want to get up there, you're going to have to be hungrier than us. And it sounds like you are, which is the good thing, you know what I mean? But you have to become a professional in the process. And I think you're already on that way. And, uh, you know, go ahead and, like, I don't know if you like reading, but, like, read about, like, what kind of, you know, things you want to be doing, like exercise and, like, trips, you know, like set up a trip for like one week and then like look forward to it. And for the love of God, get away from the casino on your off hours. Like just, you know, you need like a complete break, like go mountain biking or something or like even just a walk through like an old city. Like uh, I assume every one of our writers now is from Scotland and I've heard, I've heard there's, I've heard there's very, very beautiful parts of Scotland that are like not really touched by like, human hand you know what i mean like go check that out i mean i lived in the pacific northwest for 20 years we have like rainforests there and we have like islands going out that are just gorgeous did i ever go to one no i was too busy playing cards and then now that i've left there i'm like huh why did i never do that you know and i'm like i read about them now in the newspaper i'm like that place looks amazing why oh that was 20 minutes away from me okay you know don't be that don't be learn from my mistakes now you know, in Costa Rica, like every, at least every six weeks, like my wife and I like go to the beach or something. It's like, oh, it's so good to regenerate. And like uh, Barry just goes to Barcelona for like half the year and he, he's doing really well. Madrid. Madrid, yeah. Say, uh, uh, no, my, friend, my friend's got rid of his flat there, so no, uh, I, I'm waiting on him getting another place so I can sponge. He, could, you know? he, could, he, couldn't, he couldn't handle the Catalan, I guess. Is it Barcelona? They speak Catalan. Barcelona, yeah. yeah, it's yeah Barcelona. Did you understand any of it? Uh, no, well, I was in Madrid. Ah, uh, you were in Madrid, but you went to Barcelona another time, right? No, never. No, no, okay, no. great, cool. No, I've never been. To good, Barcelona. good segue, Alex. You've never done improv comedy. You're supposed to say yes and. 
and just make <laughs> don't don't leave me hanging like that, Barry. No, anyway, I prefer, no, I'm I prefer the awkward humor. Yeah, it's for, oh hanging. yeah, that's right. Because you're from the United Kingdom, you guys are all about that awkward, awkward as hell humor. It's so funny when you show Americans like Monty Python or something like that. Like a couple people will like die, and like laugh like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, right? And then there will be like 40% of them will just be staring like, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't get it. You know what I mean? It's so weird how we speak the same language, but we're like so different as people. You know what I mean? It's like, well, Monty Python, I've seen the odd sketch of it. And I've got a few of the movie ones they did that I've not watched yet. But some of that I look at and I'm a bit, mm, I don't know if it's dated or, you know, whatever, but. Things like, you know, Ricky Gervais, The Office, the original Office, oh uh, that God. was just excellent. It's amazing. For like yeah. humor. You know, it was like, really that was yeah. genius. I mean, that's my type of humor. You know? It's like, it, it's funny because like Costa Ricans have that sense of humor. So like, I'm always like, I'm always showing them like British shows and stuff and they just love it. Right. But then they also have like the super silly, like kind of American sense of humor as well like they're just so fun to like watch comedies with like latinos in general like if you ever go to like miami or something go to like uh little havana and like go see a comedy with them like in some huge like cuban movie theater it barry you'll just be dying like those people just let it fly like every time there's a joke and it's like they'll be slapping you on the back and having a great time it's like it's pretty cool it's fun it's fun nice um, well, that's all the questions we've got time for this episode. Uh, Alex has got to get ready for Vegas prep. I've got visions of you doing, like, your Rocky runs up the Costa Rican hills and stuff. Yep. And, yes, you know, sir. and, like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone will join me wishing you good luck. Uh, we look forward to the updates on Twitter and Facebook. Um, we hope some. We hope you're going to get all your run good that was robbed from <laughs> so cruelly during the scoop <laughs> and um, you're going to do something get, give us a sweat out there get a couple of de- no just let's win it forget a sweat let's we really want to see you win it let's I mean why something. not why not I'm probably, let's win something I'm probably yeah, better I than mean, 99% of that field I mean it's just yeah like, well you're prepared you're yeah, ready exactly. you know it's weird It's weird. I always like go alright here we go out to Vegas and I, I always think of the, you know eventually I have a mental coach and he's like what percentage of the field do you think you're better than in that field? And I was like, oh, minimum 97, right? If every great, great cash game player is playing that, like 97% of the field. And he's like, why are you acting like you're going to like a dentist appointment then, you know? (laughs) I was like, that's a really good point. I've never thought, he was like, uh, that was uh, John Wood, if you guys, John at mentalflow.org. That guy's helped me a lot, like, I think you can tell, like, you've done the podcast with me for a long time, Barry. Don't I sound way more positive about going to Vegas and stuff? Definitely. That's all John. I think you got also, but also yourself, I think, as well. I think you look back now, you're more mature, and even since, like, I started, I mean, I think our first podcast we did together was 2010. That's crazy. uh, Five years ago, when I had you on the show, just, like, as a a guest, um... That was quite, you know... <laughs> Confrontational? Like, no, 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 no. I mean, that, that was quite a while ago, I was going to yeah, say, you yeah. know, five years ago. And I think you just, you got to the stage in your life where you know that you've earned, like, going to Vegas and, you know, you've worked, you've built up your coaching stuff and you, 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 like, deserve to be there. It's not like you're there because, you know, you've you've bullshitted it or you're, yep. you've got lucky and won a tournament or you're staked and you're 
200 grand in makeup or whatever, you know what I mean? Although I heard it was 250 at the last, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but, you know, I think just like that. So, yeah, you're more positive, you're more almost like mental stuff and that. So, yeah, why can't you win it? I, th- I think you can. Yeah, you know? I say no, re- we got to do it for the one-outer nation, man. Yeah, which is Scotland. Sweat and like, I'll like FedEx a t-shirt or a hoodie out there, you know. like That'd be pretty you cool, know, Something like that. Yeah, oh, that you can wear. Oh, I would look. Yeah, get like, get me an XL. I'll wear it. At, actually, I should just wear a one outer T shirt at my next like rap battle. Like, I mean, it's yeah. kind of stupid for me not to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always like, I you know, I didn't even think about it. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go out to that battle, and then I, I like show up in like a Seahawks jersey and like cowboy ter- territory. I'm like, huh, maybe not the greatest idea. I could have just worn a Twitch shirt. And like yeah. gotten you know ten thousand people to see this or something. Yeah, yeah on outer. Yeah, WSOP. That's millions of people. One week. Well, Al- Alan Kessler wore my oneouter.com hoodie in the fifty k horse. I'm pretty. You know? I'm pretty sure Alan Kessler would wear a shirt that says "I hate white people" if you like you gave it to him for free. But like, yeah, he's a. That was pretty cool. I saw that picture. That was pretty dope. It, it, good. I, I crapped on your point. Sorry. But Alan Kessler. Oh, cool. no, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Alan Kessler got, I think it was him who started hitting me up all the time after the rap battle. And I thought that was so funny because he's such like a cute little old man who's cranky about everything. And he just loved the rap battle with the Saurus. And I was like, that is right. so random. Like, yeah, I like him. He's a character. I like him. I like him. Yeah. He, he reminds me of like when you're hanging out in the old card room. There used to be a guy who saw all the angles who was also, yeah. you know, kind of a funny – he kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But you always were like, you got to listen to this guy, okay? He's going to make you money. And, like, yeah. he, he's not like – he's not like uh, – you know, he's not like – he's pretty forthright with his knowledge, which I think is pretty generous. And then when he goes on about bad beats, you know, everybody just rips him a new one anyway. So it's, yeah. I remember back in the day at the WSOP, he used to sign up. He used to sign up for the evening tournaments. And then, like, he would go right back into the line and unregister, and he would pocket the $10 free meal ticket. <laughs> <laughs> just, people were... Nice. Yeah. Guy was ragging on him about it. I was like, "Well, the line's not even there. He probably just made ten dollars in eight minutes. Like, I used to work an hour for ten dollars. That's genius. You know what I mean? Like, you know." But everybody, I I love Alan Kessler. Anyway, on that happy note, I guess we should. Yeah, wrap that it up. was brilliant. All right. Well, good luck, Alex, and uh, we'll we hope to see you home safe. Uh, we richer than when you left. Let's put it that way. And you might have a final table to go back. Yes, uh, sir. November is it? They still do that October. Or October uh, late October, I think. Yeah, yeah. Think. Okay, well, we hope we hope that that's the case. Um, until the next time, keep your questions coming in for Alex. Questions at oneouter dot com. Join the Facebook group, facebook dot com slash group slash oneouter. Uh, Alex, if people want to get in touch with you for private coaching, check out your site, etc. Write me at assassinocoaching@gmail dot com if you guys have any questions or if you want to link up for a private. Uh, coaching session also be sure to check out pokerheadrush.com it's my private blog so i put a lot of like juicy strategy content i might not want to publish in 200,000 different magazines uh but it also has like rap battles and me like ranting about like science fiction and a bunch of other goofy stuff that a lot of people seem to enjoy and uh also be sure to check out twitch.tv slash the assassinato and you can uh check uh 
you can uh, check that out for all the like deals we have on all these different products, and you can also watch me play uh, No Limit Hold'em tournaments and watch the AssassinOhud.com in action, watch us take down these MTTs. We've had a bunch of wins on that site. We've also had, you know, you guys could watch with a 15-minute delay, like full tilt major final tables and stuff like that, 100 thousand views be sure to check it out alexander alex assassin fitzgerald my facebook.com fan page twitter at the assassin thank you all for tuning in be sure to hit me up be sure to follow everything favorite all the different stations check it out and i'll see you all oh i think i already said it but i'll see you all in vegas oh yeah this is going to be past that anyway i would have seen you in vegas but anyway take care guys yeah good luck alex and see you all next time cheers cheers Million Dollar Sundays are here to stay. Playing a $1 million tournament is now a regular thing with the Million Dollar Sundays. Coming on Sunday, August 2nd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're hosting a $1 million guaranteed no-limit Texas Hold'em tournament where the winner walks away with $200,000. This is our third million dollar tourney with more lined up in the future. You're going to love the Million Dollar Sundays tournament with daily free rolls to win your seat for free Tons of satellites to qualify for a fraction of the cost and free bank wires for the top nine finishers. Don't miss your chance to win part of the $1 million guaranteed. Qualify today for the Million Dollar Sundays Poker Tournament. AmericasCardroom.com